listening to Beyond the Anthem. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in again on Beyond the Anthem. Today we have Shannon McNeil with us. She is one of our friends that we've made through Ride Now or Rehearsal Studios. Um, but over the past couple, I guess year or two that we've known you from here, um, we've kind of gotten to know you and that you do a lot more than just be boss lady um, at Ride Now. <laughs> um, so today we kind of just want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I actually did creep on your Instagram on the way here and I ended up watching like maybe 25 videos of your cat. So (laughs) I didn't get a whole lot of information on what you're doing besides that and that you just bought a house. Um, so I guess we'll just let you kind of get into it. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing, um, mostly with your music. And then definitely if you want to touch on some of the other things that you venture into, go for it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm so excited. So right now, I guess we'll start off by just touching on, yeah, so I work at Ride Now where I am boss lady here. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's what I'm going to call myself from now on. Yeah, you're allowed. Perfect. Permission. Perfect. I do a lot of the creative stuff, though. So I like built the website, do a lot of the photography, a lot of help with some marketing, a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's pretty fun. It's a cool place to work for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. We love Rod Nower. It's, uh, <laughs> we're actually here right now doing yeah. this. So uh, we, we talked a little bit about this with Shane when we had the podcast with him about you know, how this has been a home base for us and a lot of the connections we've made with, like you, you've done a lot of photography for us on shows we played here and it's been amazing. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I love photography. It's definitely like a, a big hobby of mine when I'm not doing music stuff. I've gotten into that recently. So mm-hmm. it's definitely like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're very talented at it. All the pictures yeah. that we've gotten from you are like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And she took a really cute picture of Stella. So She did take <laughs> a really a cute, cute picture. picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about... Um, we talked last night and your recent release just hit 10,000 streams. So that's yeah, super that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. That was imaginary insomnia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited about that. So, um, I've obviously been releasing music for a little while now, but that's the first one that's ever like hit that margin, you know, across yeah. 10 K. It's like the new step. Cool. Yeah. It's a new stepping stone. For yeah, sure. for sure. And yeah. the song I wrote it like a really long time ago, a few years ago. Um, it has like a pretty weird backstory. So I'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wrote it when I was in college still, and I actually was sitting on my dorm floor with my friend, and I just came up with it. But what inspired it is um, I live, or I was originally from Alabama, from a small town in Alabama, and on the way back to Alabama for the holidays, like a few years ago for Christmas, there was a bunch of smoke on the highway, and I was like, why is there smoke coming yeah. from the trees over here and i realized there was a forest fire and it was right around the time of the gatlinburg fires there's okay. just a lot of yeah. forest fires going going around and multiple of the ones that were set were arson they were set intentionally yeah. and they were all like uh, at least at least one of them was a weird political statement something about yeah. i don't know it just seemed like a dumb thing to do it's like that's a weird political statement like yeah. all politics aside why would you set the woods on fire yeah, you like know destroy something so beautiful right for that yeah. yeah so it was really sad so that's what inspired the song it's like you know kind of targeted towards the arsonist of like why would you why would you do this it's such a silly yeah. thing to do so that's really, that's really cool, cool yeah. now that i've like heard the song you yeah. know why you wrote it yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah. because it's hard to i guess pick up on what what it's about you know everybody yeah for can sure make their own interpretation to it yeah definitely so that's what makes a good song is 
you can everybody can listen to it and <laughs> yeah. make their own story kind yeah. of where it's going but yeah hearing you say that now it's kind of cool to yeah it's like oh put the I pieces get it. together like a little i did hear that in the song that's really cool yeah when did you when did you release that song I released it October of this year. So the beginning of October, I think October 8th. Okay. Oh, so. Wow, you hit 10,000 streams fast. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's so yeah, cool. That's awesome. Well, that's good. So I guess you got a little momentum. Which, uh, what's your plan on releasing some more music? Yes, yeah, so I really want to build off this momentum I got going now. So Absolutely. Um, I have some songs in the works, and I have for a while. And It's been kind of weird. Like with this quarantine stuff, you'd think that I'd write more in quarantine, but it kind of is like... I've basically written nothing the last six months, which is so weird, and it's probably, like, weird to say that, but it's just, like, I don't know if it's writer's block or just, it's just, like, emotionally draining the state of the world right now a little bit. It's hard to get inspiration when you can't really do anything and go anywhere, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're actually going to have Shannon play a little bit for us at the end of this, and we'll release it on Facebook. Yeah. Play us a, a, I believe, a new song. Yeah, Sneak Peek. Has has not been released yet. We don't know yet, so... We'll be listening to this for the first time with everybody listening, so it's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. I guess just also I would personally like to know just kind of when you started, um, what influenced you, I guess, the most to get into um, songwriting. You know, anyone can be like, oh, I just picked up my guitar and I wanted to play, but like songwriting is personal, and from what I've heard of all your stuff, like you are a good storyteller, and you have some really cool tunes, so I would just kind of like to know where that comes from. Um and if it gets too personal, don't worry about sharing it. But <laughs> but definitely, if you can, just tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, for sure. So I think I've always had like a really strong emotional connection to music. Like Just since I was little, I've related to it so much. And I guess a lot of people have. But I come from a really musical family. And I always tell everyone that when they ask me this question. But um, yeah, so like my mom played flute in high school and plays piano. And my dad plays guitar. And my brothers both play instruments as well. So like my whole family is just music, music, music. Yeah. So that's what definitely like got me me in that world yeah Um, and then probably when I was in well actually when I was really little when I was probably like seven or eight years old I just randomly got interested in like actually the writing music and like the words of music so I tried to write country music at that point (laughs) I wrote like a country song at my grandmother's house and was all excited about it and then I realized my friend my like first grade friend was like I'm pretty sure I've heard that song before and I was like, no, you have. And I wrote it. And then I realized I like totally stole the melody from an existing <laughs> yeah. song. So it's copyright okay. infringement, my first yeah. try. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn somewhere. You got to start, know? you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, so that's like the first time I was ever interested in it. And then I started writing some poetry after that. Yeah. And then really like later down the road, like once I hit like middle school, I started having boy problems, you know, like the yeah. typical, what do we do? I yeah. guess I'll just write some songs about it. Yeah. So well, that's what going through a started crisis. it. <laughs> right. You know, middle <laughs> school life crisis. Now. Yeah. yeah. So, and at that point, like my biggest inspirations were probably like young Taylor Swift and like Ed Sheeran yeah. starting out with a more like folky singer songwriter stuff. Yeah. And I was like, going to say, you definitely don't yeah. from what I've heard of all your music on Spotify. Like, I don't get Taylor Swift, but <laughs> the storytelling aspect, sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of people say that, but she's definitely one of my bigger influences, yeah. especially, like, her older folky stuff, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Her new stuff's cool, too, but, you know, not quite the a same. More, a little more pop <laughs> now. More yeah, pop. she's a little more mainstream pop. We don't hate her, but... Yeah. I <laughs> like old Taylor better. I do, <laughs> if, too. If I, can, if I can say that on here without somebody getting mad at me. <laughs> Please don't unfollow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess uh, 
you said you're gonna record with with Ron, is it right? Ron yeah. used to work here at Ride Hour, and I've actually recorded a little bit with Ron. He's a good guy. So they, him and Michael, have a, a studio up in at their house, right? In yeah, Nashville? they do. They do. And it's I actually recorded Imaginary Insomnia with them as well, which was really cool. So Ron helped me record it and track everything, and then Michael and Ron both helped me produce it because Michael does a lot cool. of like EDM production. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled him in. I was like, Mike. You got to make it like pop. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. So all three of us kind of produced it, produced it together to try to make it a little more poppy than some of my other stuff. And it turned yeah. out really cool. Yeah. yeah, no, we definitely could tell that little more modern yeah. production, which is nice when you, you kind of add that with that, that folk indie style. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of lets separate you out from what you usually hear with yeah, music like sure. that, storytelling. So, I yeah. guess, is that the route that you're taking for your new stuff as well that you're about to put out as more of like a pop folk pop or yeah are you it's like a little bit it's a little 50 50 almost so this one the song i'm going to play today from it it's a little more just like straight folk i guess there's probably some pop roots in it but it's more like modern folk i guess and then there's three other songs that i'm working on and of those three two of them are a lot more similar to imaginary insomnia and then there's another song i have out right now called boxes that's on spotify that's a little bit more like i don't know like indie rock pop yeah. folk yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like seven things. things it's a little less just straight folky though i guess is what i'm getting okay. at so yeah. it's going to be a little bit of a hybrid that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. um one thing that i i want to kind of ask you is and us as a band and similar deep you know doing everything kind of ourselves, the marketing side of it which we kind of talked a little bit about before we started today um you know you you sit down you record you write record produce these songs you put them out and you're like Man, that was a lot of work, and it's out there, but we find that the work kind of really just starts at that point. Right. And you just hit 10,000 streams on your song, which is amazing. We've we've never done that with our band. <laughs> Ours so, are still like less yeah, than 1,000. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, the marketing side of it, which is really hard, um, which we do a lot of live shows, so a lot of our marketing goes into getting people out to our shows. Yeah. So I'm curious on kind of what, at least what your theory is on what's made that jump for you on this new song, what you've been doing maybe. Yeah, you know. for sure. So the promotion is definitely like, it's it's the most strategic part of it all, I think. I mean, there's a lot of strategy and thought, obviously, that goes into producing the music, but then it took me a long time to figure out, okay, you know, that that seems like it's the most daunting task and the hardest part, but in reality, yeah, it's super important. You have to have a good product. If your product's not good, you have nothing to market. Right. But then once you have that product, you have to put a ton of effort and time into promotion. So right. like, for instance, like once I got that recorded, then I had to give myself, I think I gave myself about a month of leeway before the actual release. And really you should have more time than that. Sure. But I was kind of in a crunch and I was like, hopefully a month will be enough. Yeah. So I you know, waited a whole month of just literally just every day like strategizing and figuring out okay what are all the ways you can get a lot of plays what are all the ways you can get this in front of people so i'm like running facebook ads trying Mm -hmm. to contact private playlisters and submitting to spotify playlists officially as well and then um blogs trying to contact blogs and working with publicists like just doing everything possible to just try to get some buzz circulating and hoping that 
like some of it will pay off and a lot of it snowballs together you know right so like people are blogs are going to be more interested in writing about you if you have a lot of plays in the first week but then how do you get plays in the first week without yeah. just like text messaging all of your friends <laughs> right. Please yeah i only have song. so many friends that can listen, to, listen to it eight times on every different <laughs> right outlet that you have yes i mean i've been there you know i've done it <laughs> but at the same time it's like okay that's not going to work long term so how can we get past that and you know, and do other stuff to creatively market. And yeah. it's it's a lot. I mean, this time I tried to run a big pre-save campaign. And yep. pre-saving is a good way to, yeah. to try to get more buzz at the beginning. Because the, the strategy with pre-saving, at least on Spotify, is if someone pre-saves it, then it's added to their saved songs or onto a playlist immediately right when it comes out or that same yeah, day. Yeah, the new yeah. release radar. Right. Exactly. They save it, yeah. It's added to that. And then also in Spotify's algorithm, then they're looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, this artist doesn't have a lot of listens, but this song that just came out already got this many saves on day one. That's mm. crazy. We're going to be more likely to put it on the algorithmic playlist list now yeah so what do you feel like brought you in the most traffic as far as all the all the different strategies that you tried like social media or i say a lot of it works together but one of the big things i think for me was definitely um like just getting on some playlists that's the hardest thing to do but it's the most that's the thing that pays off the most especially if they'll let you stay on it for a while yeah you know (laughs) it's a good way to to pull in some streams for sure yeah you know it's crazy you were talking about like you gave yourself a month and that just doesn't feel like enough time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. before I started actually recording and releasing music, I always thought that I was like, man, these artists, they record these songs, but then they have months of time. And I understand you got to mix and master it, get your production done, but that usually gets done pretty quick. Right. And then it's all the lead, lead work into the marketing. Yep. And, and you're just like, okay, I understand now why yeah. they need all this time for these big artists that are putting a bunch of money into the marketing and releasing it. It yeah, takes sure. a lot of work. And if like for artists like us who like you said, don't have a lot of traction, Spotify sees that and you know, you've really got to uh, put your, your effort in the early stages to get some type of traction because when that song releases on Spotify, that first week or so is so important yeah. for the algorithm of Spotify to say, okay, is this a song that's doing well? Are we going to continue to push this out, or it kind of gets pushed to the side if if you don't get traction on it? So yeah, definitely. definitely. I know it's got to be exciting to see a song finally hit a milestone of you know. Yeah, 10, it really 000. is. <laughs> that's yeah. a, it's definitely a big it's deal. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so this is uh, I think a good place for us to maybe hear this new song. What is what's the the name of the song? So it kind of has two names, but I'll go with well, I'll just tell you both names. Okay, okay so. Yeah. The sort of official name, I guess, is Time to Go, but okay. I also like to call it A Letter to Lost Friends. Okay. Okay. So. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, this is a unreleased song. And yeah, and if you want to hear it, we're going to post it on Facebook, um, and then we might play a little short clip in this if you want, if that's okay with yeah, you. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and then also, I gave you this time to kind of plug yourself, tell people where they can find you, social medias, Spotify, all of that. So. Yeah, definitely. Follow me. Hit me up. I'm on everything. I'm yeah. just search my name, Shannon McNeil, and it'll pop up on every streaming service and social media site you can find. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then also, uh, just for us, remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond the Anthem. Um, and then you can also check us out on all major streaming services and give us a follow or a like or a review, whatever you want to do. Thank you so much, Shannon, for doing this for us. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you. Really fun. <laughs> From grade four 
to graduation We shared our school and our vacations We learned love and dedication We loved each other's many faces We fell onto a rocky road After all our small town times Said we'd keep in touch But I don't know much about their modern lives I know I'm on to better things and they are following me.